Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. From the WEEI Studios, the home of Patriots Monday and Friday. 93.7 WEEI-FM and HD1, Lawrence, Boston. Always live on the free Odyssey app. And now, a Boston original on Boston Sports Original. It's Christian Arcan on WEEI. Obviously, just kind of let my emotions get to me, but, um, you know, we're kind of playing from behind, and what I said was about throwing it deeper in the short game. You know, I, I got to execute that part better, but it's the short game that we kept going to, which was working, but I felt like we needed chunk plays, and, um, you know, I shouted that out to kind of get everyone going and that's emotional that's football i'm passionate about this game and um obviously you don't want to get your emotions like you know get the best of you but um yeah i think that's that's pretty much it like it wasn't directed at anybody just emotion coming out and we kind of needed a spark so um, when you're playing from behind against a really good team and a good offense you need to go out there and make better plays and that starts with me so um definitely wasn't good enough by me tonight and um, all you can do is watch the tape and see where we can get better all right that was mac jones mac jones explaining his outburst on the sideline and it was an outburst i mean i didn't see it when it happened i don't still i've not seen one article about it where anyone explains exactly when it happened he says at some point mac jones did this some point in the game mac jones i don't know it was the first half second half, i have no idea when it was i really don't um i could probably venture a guess <laughs> could have been any point in the game really when the uh, I would imagine it was probably closer to the end when they're losing, and it's becoming more and more clear that they're, you know, not going to be able to come back, especially not when they're throwing behind the line of scrimmage. Um, I didn't have a problem with Mac having an outburst on the sideline, having a tantrum on the sideline. Uh, he's not the first Patriots quarterback to do that. Lots of quarterbacks all over the league do that. What I would have felt worse about is if someone had come over and started yelling at him. Like uh, you saw out there in Denver with that big defensive tackle getting right up in Russell Wilson's face. If you'd seen that, if you'd seen, I don't know, 
Devon Godchow or, you know, Dietrich Wise or Matthew Judah, somebody getting in Mac's face and, you know, well, you've got you've got to give us a break. You can't go three and out. We've been out there all day. You know, something like that. That would have been cause for concern. Mac Jones yelling and screaming at the coaches or whoever it was. I think he was yelling at Patricia, right? Like, who else could that have been directed to? Let's throw the ball. Well, all right, Mac, you throw the ball. You're the quarterback. Oh, well, you can't throw the ball because they're calling these type of plays. I almost wonder at some point if Mac's just going to get in that huddle and say, you know what, bleep this. Go long. (laughs) Ten steps and crisscross. That's my favorite play. It's my favorite football play there is. Unstoppable. You try and stop ten steps and crisscross. You can't do it. Cover two, cover three, cover four. It doesn't matter. (laughs) Nothing can stop ten steps and crisscross. Um. But what they're doing right now, I mean, yeah, picking up some plays. They did get that one touchdown, but all in all, it's been, you know, nothing. That drive at the end of the game was a 17-play drive that went 57 yards. They kicked a field goal when they were down by three sc- – like, you know, like, what are you, what are you doing? What is the point? Um, we'll get to your phone calls here in just a minute. But I wanted to just comment on this. There's two tracks that this team's on right now. There's the regular track of them trying to win and make it to the playoffs and be a playoff team and everything else. The other track, which may be the more important track, big picture here, is the Mac Jones track. They Are they winning and he's getting better and they can be taken seriously as a playoff team because they have a serious quarterback? Like that's, that's the question we all want to have answered in the affirmative, right? We want to know that this team, if they're a playoff team, has a quarterback that can win playoff games or they can, you know, win games, period, when they get close, like they often do in the playoffs. Um, You want to know that you can rely on him, that he can win you a game, that he can pick that up for you, pick up that slack. Because quarterbacks have to. You have to do that in the playoffs. Every single quarterback that's ever won a Super Bowl has had to do that uh, in the modern era, I think. Certainly in the last, I don't know, 20 years. Maybe, you know, one or two exceptions. But regardless, you know what I mean. Um. So that track may be, in some levels, some ways, more important than the track of just this team in this season. And that's come up before. I mean, people have talked about this before. And I think that was nowhere near more clear than it was on Thursday night. That that was a major step back for the team in that track and also a major step back for the Mac Jones track, too. And the week prior on Thanksgiving, you saw the opposite. Well, not the opposite, but you saw a loss for the team that everyone felt okay about because that Mac Jones track was still going okay. That was still working out. And I called out to people who were being hypocrites about that. There were a lot of you who had been saying, it doesn't matter if Mac Jones doesn't play well. It doesn't matter. They're winning games. And then they lose the game and Mac plays well as well. At least Mac played well. Can't do that. Can't have it both ways. Sorry. Um, I think that in this case, you're looking at a, a situation where everyone was expecting the offense to continue playing well like it did in that Vikings game, like it started to in that Jets game. I know they didn't score, but the passing game was coming around. And then here you go. All right, you're hanging in a shootout with the Vikings. Like that's, you've arrived. Now you're at home, prime time against Buffalo, who's been embarrassing you lately. And you go out there and just undo all of it. I mean, that's that sucks. And you know what else sucks? This old line. This old line's going to get this kid absolutely killed. We're in week 12. I'm surprised he's made it this long. I know he missed all those games, but, like, 
There's that one play at the end, that sack from the eight-yard line. It was the saddest play I've ever seen. I'll get to your calls in just one second. I just wanted to comment real quick on this one play. The sack from the eight-yard line. Mac Jones takes it. There's a blitz coming from his right, uh, stage left, but his right. Linebacker coming in completely unblocked. And Mac sees him. And he does that thing, you know, the quarterback sees the guy rushing and he does that little spin and starts running the other way. And as he did the spin, I, you could see it in his mind. Like, you know, you know, in The Simpsons, you can see when Ralph's heart breaks. Like, you know, you see, you see as Mac's spinning, he's thinking. He's thinking, surely Trent Brown's going to hold his block for a second so that I can get away from this oncoming pass rusher and get around and get over to the other side. And, uh, you know, Trent Brown, who is a mountain of a man, and I know he's sick today, but he's, and he's thinking all this as he spun around. The brain can do amazing things under pressure, you know. And he's thinking, no way is Trent Brown going to just let his guy run right past him. And when I turn around, the first thing I'm going to see is this defensive lineman right in my face. And what do you know? That's exactly what happened. And I just, I remember thinking, you know, like we saw Mac when he had some time. When he had some time behind that offensive line, Mac looked like a quarterback against the Vikings. On the road, he looked like a quarterback in the NFL. Most of the time, other than that this year, he's not. I mean, this hasn't looked like an NFL offense. He's not looked like an NFL quarterback. Um, The offensive line doesn't look like an NFL line. Nothing looks like it belongs. And that play was a great indication of just how how miserable it's been trying to run an offense behind those guys. I mean, that that was brutal. All right, let's go to your phone. 617-779-7937. That is the phone number. Let's try Johnny, who is in New York City. Johnny, what's up, man? It's been a while. Arcan the Baptist. How you doing? Great here. Man, I'm better now. Good. I'm great here and listening to your show. You're the man. Thanks. Um, I got We got to get you on the two to, what is it, the, the 10 to 2 program? But anyway, that's besides the point. Uh, two to six. You can hear me two to six with two those guys, but yeah. I know, but I gotta, I gotta get him to move you to the earlier. All right. Well, you know, I think it's going okay. But anyways, go ahead, Johnny. I, it's going well. It's great wherever you are. It's great. But anyway, Thanks. listen. Um, uh, that all aside, I'd even say the morning show. But I just let's just leave. Let's for Johnny now, let's leave the programming the to Mike Thomas and Ken Laird and all them, please. Okay, we don't I'm need to do this. Now. Thank you, Arkan. It's just great hearing you on on the air. So Thank listen, you. <laughs> um, you're making all the the great points, and and rather than even get into that, I just want to ask you what level of not happening. Is the uh, Tom Brady coming back to the Patriots next season? I think it's level a million not happening. Want your thoughts? You're the man. Take it easy, dude. Thank you, Johnny. I appreciate that. What is the uh, odds of Tom Brady coming back to play for the Patriots? Uh, Better than Aaron Hernandez's odds of coming back to play for the Patriots, maybe. Slightly better than that, maybe. I mean, what do you want me to say? I think there's no chance he's coming back here. No chance. Uh, you remember, do you remember what his father said? Remember what his father said about how he's going to leave and it's going to end badly? He said all that before he left. And then after he left, you remember what he said then? And before anyone calls in and says, oh, Brady says his dad doesn't speak for him. I, that's nice that you believe that. I mean, I really think that's nice, but can we have an adult conversation, please? The man's father is saying things that he doesn't believe in any way. I don't believe that. Tom Brady worships his father. You kidding me? Please. Well, Brady said that his father doesn't speak for him. Okay. 
Okay, let's get you to bed, Grandpa. <laughs> hey, come on. What are we talking about here? There's no way Tom Brady's coming back. Sorry, I was a tasteless there in Hernando's joke, I know. But I'm just, like, I really, I don't know that there's any, there's any prayer that that happens. I just really don't think so. Um, and honestly, I wouldn't want that at this point either. So To do what? To sell some jerseys? Like, I don't care about that. Can we start moving this team in the direction of the next, whatever the next iteration of it's going to be instead of, you know, holding on to Belichick and this Don Shula record and, you know, bringing back Tom Brady for a year? Like, Brady was here three years ago and it wasn't working. Why would he come back now? And why, who's his offensive coordinator going to be, by the way? <laughs> Tom, come on back. We got Matt Patricia and Joe Judge here, and I think the three of you got clicked. <laughs> hey, come on. You got to be nuts. Uh, Jesse is in New Bedford. Jesse, hello. Hey, how you doing? How you doing? I'm doing good. Um, I kind of wanted to touch base two quick things. Uh, first, um, that Vikings game, and nobody ever talked about it, but he had that throw to Nelson Aguilar, and if Nelson Aguilar is not playing patty cakes, he catches that ball without diving, and he's out of bounds, and then we're talking about a great throw by Mac and possibly uh, a comeback. Jesse, I agree with you. I agree with you 100% on that, by the way. Mac put that ball where it needed to be, and uh, Aguilar made contact with the corner, and he slowed down. He shouldn't have. You're absolutely right about that. Yeah, it was a great, great throw. It was a good throw, yeah. Um, and my second thing is, I don't know if you saw the report, but they did an interview with Tua and Mike McDaniel down in, the, down in Miami, and yes. Tua was talking about how it's kind of like a comparison. I'm going to compare what happened to Mac this year. Do you remember when uh, Coach Flores was wanting to get Watson, and then he was uh, playing uh, um, you know, ma- merry-go-round with uh, the quarterbacks, Fitzpatrick, Tua? Yes. You know, there was no confidence in Tua. You know what I mean? They were playing mind games. And then Tua was talking about how he used, he used, his confidence was so low, Akian, that he said he was looking in the mirror and saying to himself, do I suck? Do I really suck? Yeah. So Mike McDaniels came in and he saw that, and he showed him a highlight reel of all the great plays he's done throughout his career, college and pros, said, don't worry, we're going to build around your strengths. we got all the confidence in the world, and we're going to move forward. Now, you compare that to what happened to Mac this year. No, it didn't bring any playmakers to help out Mac. The O line sucks. The lack of confidence in Mac. Putting in Zappy played uh, okay against two of the worst defenses in the league, and then uh, you know, and then what? How dirty the coaching staff did it because Patricia and Judge were looking better with Zappy. Okay, well he so was hurt too. Mac Jesse, Jesse, Mac was hurt. It's, I mean, they had to play somebody. Mac was hurt, and thanks for the call. We're up against it. I got to let you go, but I love the rest of that call. Uh, except for the zappy part, I love the rest of that call because you're absolutely right. The Dolphins did the t- with Tua exactly what the Patriots should have done uh, with Mac Jones. I agree with that 100%. And that is very clear. I mean, that is a, a stark contrast right there between the way those uh, those two organizations treated their second-year Alabama quarterbacks. I mean, it's very like it's a very close comparison, too. Those guys are teammates. Um, yeah, so there you go. <laughs> it's uh, Listen... Mac Jones, I've said this all along. I feel bad for Mac Jones this year. I still do. I still feel bad for the kid. I think I don't think he's played great, but I do. I do feel bad for the way this is all gone. And when you see a thing like that Tua video, and he's right about that. And by the way, Brian Flores doesn't look great and all that, does he? You know, Brian Flores not looking like such a great coach these days either. But uh, for what that offense is doing, what Miami's doing that offense, 
I mean, it's night and day. It's night and day from what's happening here. No question about it. Uh, 617-779-7937. That's the phone number. When we come back, uh, we'll be talking with Mike DeBate from Sports Illustrated. Also, James White spoke with a former WEEI uh, host who now has a podcast over with the ringer, Brian Barrett, and he had some things to say about Mac Jones and uh, another defender of Mac Jones. We'll get to all of that next, right after these uh, trendings. Your home of the Sox. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. Celtics fell to the heat last night, 120-116, your final score in overtime. Only their fifth loss of the season. Three of those losses have come in overtime. Jalen Brown, game-high 37 points, 14 rebounds in the loss, hit a crazy three in the closing seconds to force overtime, went off the glass. Uh, Miami had four players and over 20 points. Jimmy Butler uh, finished with 25-15 and a clutch shot in the overtime period. Celtics begin a six-game road trip starting tomorrow in Brooklyn. Finally, they play Brooklyn. Uh, about time. Taking on the Nets. Tip off at 6 o'clock. Bruins, welcome the defending Stanley Cup champion Colorado Avalanche to the guards. a good weekend uh, to try and make it 14 straight home wins to start the year. Puck drop is at 7 o'clock tonight. Red Sox signed right-handed reliever Chris Martin to a two-year $17.5 million deal. Jacob deGrom heading to Texas. Five years, $185 million with the Rangers. World Cup in Qatar, USA, blown out by the Netherlands. I finally can stop talking about this, which is great. And uh, Deion Sanders. Oh, Deion Sanders heading to Boulder, Colorado to take a hold of a once proud, uh, proud college football program, my Colorado Buffaloes. I'm Christian Arkand, and that's what's trending now on WEEI and WEEI.com. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We're back to Christian Arcan on WEEI. 
like what I read, he was like, throw the fucking ball deep. That's what it looked like. He's like, the, he's like, the quick game isn't fucking working, like, or fucking sucks, something like that. He said something along those lines. I said, if you're going to just continue to throw the ball short, they're, they're fine with that. Just, just going to break on the ball and let you get those gain of two and three. And hey, it's going to be tough sled. And eventually you're going to have to, you know, challenge those defensive bats because they've been beat. I mean, I think what he was saying, obviously, I agree with it. I mean, maybe I wouldn't have done it like him, but he's he's the guy playing. He's frustrated. I mean, I'm sure the entire offense is frustrated. That's James White on the uh, Off the Pike podcast with Brian Barrett over at the Ringer. Potty mouth, James White. Jeez. It's like Andrew Dice Clay in the first uh, couple seconds. Can you play just the beginning of that again? I mean, my goodness. Working blue over here. Throw the f***ing ball deep. That's what it looked like. He's like, the, he's like, the quick game isn't f***ing working. I mean, all that's true. That is what Max said. So he was just sort of, you know, replaying it. Barrett's getting a kick out of that, too. Uh, by the way, Brian Barrett, um, when he left, was doing WEEI Late Night, I believe. And a lot of people may not know this, but I was the first host of that show. I was the first host of WEEI Late Night. That show didn't exist. Uh, it was just mud at night, Red Sox review. That's it. Done. The and prodigal son has returned. That's right, and I now I'm back. I'm not doing late nights anymore, but um, I am back. And it's nice to be back. Nice to be back in the daytime. <laughs> I certainly appreciate that. Although that's sort of, you know, a relevant, uh, relative term uh, these days, daytime. My God. Um, I am happy that we don't have to talk about the World Cup anymore. That's nice. I'm not a soccer fan. I didn't like pretending to be one. I didn't really. I was really half-assed about it this time around, too. I didn't even bother. Like, I remember in my days bartending, there'd be, like, people I worked with who were really into the World Cup. You know, I'd be working with, like, some Brazilian dudes or girl, and they'd just be super into the World Cup. They'd come in wearing their jerseys. Everyone's wearing their jerseys from their countries. I thought that was cool. But I, Team USA, like, I'm sorry. I just, I don't, I don't care. I don't care about that. And they suck anyway. <laughs> Everyone's like, well, uh, they, what are they going to do about their coach? I don't know. They don't do this again for four more years. Who cares? They got plenty of time to get a new coach. One who's, you know, going to tell somebody, hey, play defense against the Netherlands <laughs> or whatever. I don't know. I know the Netherlands kicked their ass today. That's that's all I know that would happen. And I'm not going to let that bring me down. Not on Deion Sanders uh, signing with Colorado Day. I'm not going to let that happen. Not today. Not today, Satan. <laughs> not going to let that bring me down. Um, I asked the question earlier. What's this next era going to look like for the Patriots? It's a fair question. How much longer is Bill going to do this? If you're a Patriots fan listening right now, I ask you, does Bill get a lifetime pass from you? And I say lifetime, tongue-in-cheek. Like, does he get to pick when he stops? Does he get to say, all right, that's it? And no matter what happens between now and that day, we got to just put up with it because he's Bill Belichick and he won all these rings and he's the greatest ever and that's the way it is. Or uh, do you not believe that? Do you think the Crafts should believe that? If not, where do you think the Crafts stand right now, today? Here. With this team and this offense and this outlook. Which I got to tell you is uh, not the most auspicious. There's a lot of teams in the league that aren't really good right now, but have reason to believe that down the road they're going to get better. And there's some teams who are just sort of stuck in it, too. Like, I, I always talk about this team, but the Chargers, 
and I'm just butthurt because I thought the Chargers were going to win the Super Bowl this year, and I said that on the air at my other job, my last job, I shouldn't say not my other job, my previous job. I said that on the air, and I was very uh, into that possibility. I thought that was really something that could happen. And they're a team with a good quarterback that just they keep on, you know, watching him put up all these numbers and everything, and they can't win games. A lot of times they miss the playoffs, and they're just sort of a lousy team which goes to show that sometimes you can get the quarterback and you're still stuck in neutral like this. It's hard to win. It's hard to be a top team in your conference, certainly in this conference. The NFC, it's easy. You can be a top team in the NFC no matter wherever you are. That's not that hard. In the AFC, it's a lot tougher. And there are teams right now that I sort of look at and I think, man, those teams aren't good, but... I wonder if maybe they have brighter futures right now than the Patriots. And I include the Chargers. I include a team like the Jaguars. Um, I think it's fair to include, you know, a team like that. I think it's fair to include the Jets. I think you have to. You have to start, you know, thinking about it in those terms. Patriots are a six-win team right now. And I think that they can be an eight-win team. I think that's probably their ceiling. I think eight wins is probably about as much as they can do. Maybe nine if Buffalo rests all their starters in that last game. You know, maybe that could happen too. But let's put a pin in that and talk to our guest who joins us right now on the Harbor One Hotline. I'm talking, of course, about the great Mike DeBate uh, from Sports Illustrated. He is a uh, Patriots senior writer there, I believe. Uh, And he is uh, one of my favorite guys to interview because he just will not stop being positive about this team. Mike, even you, even you've got to admit, it's it's been a test of your faith here uh, these last 24 hours. Yeah, the brimming with positivity is definitely difficult when you look at the output that the Patriots put out on Thursday night. Christian, there's no question about it. It really is a, a grim outlook for the New England Patriots in terms of trying to qualify for the playoffs. 538 right now in their analysis has them with only a 25% chance to make the postseason. That's a 17-point uh, drop from where they were just a week ago, even after a loss to the Minnesota Vikings, which the offense looked like it had signs of life, and the Patriots looked like they had a chance to be in that game. Certainly did not see any of that on Thursday, and just a poor effort on all three phases. Um, It's tough to be positive about this team right now, no question about it. Let's start with the offense, because you're right. I think you know we all sort of agreed that that showing against the Vikings was – something to get people optimistic at the very least about the future and maybe this uh, stretch down the uh, down the end here against these very good offenses that at least maybe the Patriots, if you give Mac a little bit of time, they can put up some points of their own. Is it just as simple, Mike, is that Mac didn't get the same amount of time that he got in that Minnesota game, or do the problems run deeper than that? Uh, they do run deeper than that. I mean, I don't want to absolve Mac of every difficulty that the Patriots had. There are still some problems that we're seeing. And on second, third, fourth viewings that I've had of this game, and believe me, after you've viewed it more than four times, it really becomes painful, folks. Um, you're seeing you know, some issues where Mac's eyes are not in the right spot, and those are issues that he needs to correct. Uh, when he's opening out of his stance, he's opening uh, you know, not to the three-receiver side. He's opening to the opposite side, which is clouding his judgment and forcing him to miss some areas where he might be able to get easier completions. But you look at the play calling strategy and they continue to focus. And I wrote about this for Sports Illustrated earlier this week. They're focusing on avoiding the loss as opposed to playing to win. And there's a time and a place for conservatism, Christian. But when New England's playoff hopes are determined by you winning games and you're fighting for your playoff life, 
that is not the time to be cavalier. It's not the time to take it easy and see what happens. Uh, the Patriots did not show any urgency on offense. Um, uncharacteristically poor clock management. That last minute 20 to end the first half was really uh, very uncharacteristic of a New England Well, Patriots hold on, Mike. Team. Can you call it uncharacteristic when the, ha- the first half ended basically the same way in that Minnesota game? I mean, they had poor clock management then, too. Well, it's true. Remember, I mean, Henry I'm, couldn't I'm get talking. out of bounds. Max sat down right in the middle of the field. Like, it's starting to become a thing with these guys. <laughs> yeah, and I'm, and when I say uncharacteristic, I'm talking to teams of Patriots past. There's no sure. question about it. I think some of the sins that you saw on Thursday night were a little more egregious than what they saw than what you saw two weeks ago. But naturally, I mean, there's definitely a, a pattern there as well. But when you lose the time of possession, Christian, 38-08 for the Buffalo Bills as opposed to 21-52 for the New England Patriots, you cannot sustain a win. Three of twelve in the red. Uh, excuse me, on third down conversions. 0 for 1 in the red zone, those totals are just unacceptable. And it doesn't surprise me that they've struggled as a result. Mike, is there a mutiny bubbling up under the surface here in this locker room? (laughs) I don't know if necessarily there's a mutiny, but there's a lot of frustration. I mean, we saw Mac Jones get very visibly frustrated on the sidelines. That's not a good sign for anyone. And, you know, credit to Mac after the game. He was a complete professional, said that it was very much uh, related to the situation, not anyone individually. But, folks, use your eyes, use your common sense. You can look at that and know that he was frustrated with what was going on. Now, can the argument be made that he was in the moment, upset? Absolutely. But when you hear guys like Kendrick Bourne, you hear someone like a Hunter Henry, who typically is not outspoken, talk about guys that are saying that the New England Patriots are not having enough time to play their offensive game, specifically Mac Jones, that has to be laid at the, at the footsteps of the coaching staff because they're the ones that have to set the tone. You can blame the players all you want for ineptitudes, missed calls, missed opportunities, but if they're not feeling that they're prepared or they feel like the plays that are being run are not maximizing the talent they have, and they do have some talent on this offense, they're talented players, it's, it's got to be uh, you know something deeper. And in my opinion, I think it does lay at the foot of the coaching staff. Is Mac Jones uh, long for this team? Like, are they are they going to commit to him being the quarterback through the rest of his rookie deal? I'm starting to wonder about that, Mike, because I feel like they're not, you know, they're not doing right by him, and he maybe doesn't feel that uh, either, and he might want out. Uh, could th- could that happen in this offseason or maybe next year? Well, I mean, anything and everything is possible, Christian. There's no question about it. I mean, up until a couple of weeks ago, I never would have entertained the idea of Tom Brady walking back through the door in Foxborough, and then the athletics report from Jeff Howe comes out, and all of a sudden people are starting to maybe get a little glimmer of hope. Mike Reese, who you know is a mutual friend of ours and someone who I respect tremendously in this business, said early that the Patriots uh, have fully committed to Mac, and I think they are at this point fully committed to him. I don't think you're going to see a changing of the guard this year in the quarterback position uh and i think they're still committed to him at least through next year is he year, committed to them mike that's a question right now that really only matt can answer and i mean he's saying all the right things so i'm not going to play the speculation game and say oh there's something under the you know the hood or anything like that when it comes to mac i'm going to take him at his word but if he continues to become frustrated the way we're seeing and they continue to put him in perilous situations where he's getting virtually no time, consistently under duress, and really not comfortable with being able to test his arm and his abilities to throw downfield and limit him to five-yard checkdowns. 
yeah, the frustration is going to build up. I think it would build up with any quarterback, regardless of whether it's Mac or not. So that, to me, is the more poignant question, is is Mac going to be locked into this situation if things continue as they're continuing right now? But on the Patriots' end of it, everything I've heard says that they are committed to him. So we'll see. It really is interesting. We're talking to Mike DeBate, Sports Illustrated, on the Harbor One Hotline. Mike, after the game, you heard Bill uh, say, and this was something that stuck with me even uh, into today, that comment about why they didn't call timeouts after they, uh, you know, after they chunked the onside kick there, about how Matt got hurt against Baltimore and he just didn't feel like it was worth you know, risking any of that stuff. But did that stand out to you like it stood out to me? I don't remember Bill ever ever saying stuff like that after a game, after a loss, or not, you know, coaching that way to try and win. Like I just, all of that was just so alien to me. Did that did that strike you the same way? It struck me as a little funny because you usually don't hear Bill Belichick use the exact words. I really didn't think that was worth it. That's a direct quote from yeah. what he uh, had said to uh, the reporters in the aftermath of that game. So it's a little eye opener. Uh, you know, a little bit of an eye opener, I should say, to hear something like that. But again, I think it really is kind of an example of how this season has gone with New England. And just there is a lot of things that just have not been characteristic of a Bill Belichick team, even the last couple of years with Mack in his rookie year last year. And even in the 2020 season with Cam Newton running the show, you still didn't see and hear a lot of these types of snafus for lack of a better term uh and then difficulties explaining what was going on so yeah a little bit of an an eye opener but you know bill came out yesterday and talked to the media again and basically said that uh you know he's committed to using this brief respite uh before the patriots next take the field on monday december 12th against the arizona cardinals to you know essentially put the nose to the grindstone and get done what needs to get done. Um, it's it's all going to shake out in the wash. It's going to be very interesting to see what this team looks like this week, what we're hearing, and how their practices go. I know we don't have access to them, uh, but it's going to be interesting to see if the players start to see different things uh, that they're noticing in practice that leads them to believe they're on the right track. Well, I mean, I'd, I'd like to think that that could happen in, in an extended week, Mike, but we're at week 13 here (laughs) like if they if they can't get this offense off the ground in week 13 it's hard to imagine that you know Cincinnati or I know these next two games coming up are winnable but the three after that just seem very very daunting um down the stretch here if uh if things go the way I think they're going to go and they miss the playoffs what's that going to mean for uh the crafts and what they had to say in the previous offseason about you know their lack of playoff wins lately do you think that could uh come to some somewhat of a head Yeah, I mean, again, I think that's the interesting question and the question that's on everybody's mind. Everything that I've heard says that the Crafts will be committed to Bill Belichick for the duration of the time that he's going to be here. So... None of us knows what that is, by the way, but yeah. (laughs) It's true, absolutely. It's it's a mystery wrapped in a riddle inside an enigma, (laughs) Christian. There's no question about it. So whatever that is, we'll be here. (laughs) Exactly. Whenever that is, I really don't think that the Patriots are are going to make a coaching change. I know the rumor will be out there, and you'll hear the occasional report or the occasional hot take or or news bite that's going to come out on that. That's just my feeling. I'm not making a prediction or I'm not making a report. That's just how I see things going. But 
Robert Kraft is extremely competitive. You do not get to the level that man got to in business, in sports ownership, by being complacent with being an also-ran or being middle of the pack or below that, which the Patriots are right now. So when you look at what this team needs to do, they will have in excess of $50 million, uh, in salary cap, uh, or at least expected to at the end of the season going into next year. Um, it's going to be very interesting to see how they invest in this team moving forward, what priorities they feel they need to address, and how they handle this coaching staff. Because it, it just to me, it just looks like what they're doing right now is not working. And if that's not working, like you said, this late in the season, then it's time to look forward to next year and figure out how to fix it uh, because one more season like this is not going to be acceptable to the crafts. All right, we're going to leave it right there. Mike DeBate, Sports Illustrated. Great talking with you, my man, as always. Thanks so much for the time today. I certainly appreciate it. As always, my friend, great to hear you back on the air and uh, always an honor to join you. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much. Uh, Mike DeBate, once again, Sports Illustrated, joining us. If you liked what you heard, uh, you can read his stuff over at Pat's Country FM, part of Sports Illustrated Now, SI Now, and you can follow him on Twitter, at mdebate, D-A-B-A-T-E-N-F-L. That's at M-D-A-B-A-T-E-N-F-L to follow Mike DeBate. All right, a quick break. We'll come back and talk a little bit about a stunt that I saw on the Internet this weekend with your phone calls next. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medella is your reward. Medella, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Covering Boston sports and beyond, we're back to Christian Arcand on WEEI. What's up, guys? Drew Brees here. Um, Just wanted to jump on and let you know that I am alive and well here in Catatumbo, Venezuela, which, by the way, is the most active hotspot for lightning strikes in the world. And um, I'm buzzing, like literally um, so excited because PointsBet is giving away free lightning bets to all customers this weekend. But anyway, I gotta go. I gotta get back to set, finish this commercial. Hopefully, lightning doesn't strike twice. Sports Radio, WEEI, it's Arkan. We'll get to your phone calls in just a moment. I see you waiting patiently on uh, hold. I'll get to you, I promise. I just, I had to talk about this because if you didn't see it, uh, Drew Brees put out this promotional video. He's working with PointsBet, which you probably don't know what in Massachusetts because why would you? But in uh, New Jersey, New York, all the other places where gambling's legal, uh, now anyway, PointsBet has become this big, you know, deal in the space. And they've been, uh, their whole thing is like, Lightning, I don't know exactly what the lightning bets are, but I do know that they have all these sort of weird kind of creative ways to, like, you know, tease games and, you know, uh, crazy bets you can make and wild odds that they'll give you and just sort of these, you know, specials that they give out all the time. I know that that was sort of like a thing with points bet. I'm not going to pretend like I know much else about them, but I know that they have these sort of creative, you know, betting things that you just can't get everywhere else, I guess. I don't know. 
Uh, anyway, they shot a video with Drew Brees where he's standing out in this like rainy setting, and uh, in the video he gets struck by lightning. Um, couple of things. Number one, if you watch the video, it's very clearly not real. <laughs> I mean, if you if you're not if you're not like if you're under thirteen years old, maybe you see it and you don't know what that you know what a real lightning strike not that i know either but like i could tell that that's not what it looks like when you get struck by lightning um and i was reading about it and i thought okay a little stunt there fine you know these companies do these stunts sometimes remember gatorade made those fake videos of like michael vick throwing the ball like out of the out of the arena out of the stadium and like lebron james casually hitting like full court shots like they were normal jumpers and stuff remember that like and they were fake but they looked real this is one of those. It was, like, clearly fake, but it looked real. People got mad. People got mad. I'll tell you who got mad about this. This is a real group. The Lightning Strike and Electric Shock Survivors International, <laughs> which is a real group, an organization dedicated to helping those who have either been struck by lightning or had an electric shock and survived. Obviously, what are you doing for the ones who didn't survive? Um, but for those who have been impacted by those injuries, they were not pleased with this ad and voiced their displeasure. The Lightning Strike and Electric Shock Survivors International, or LSESSI, said in a statement to TMZ, the recent Drew Brees Lightning commercial is inappropriate, disgusting method of promoting gambling. This is a deadly injury, and it's disappointing to see the continued ridicule of lightning and electrical injury survivors in comical light in which it is presented for commercial gain and profit. What example does this set for our children? Additionally, the Lightning Strike and Electric Shock Survivors International believes that the Drew Brees commercial just set us back 20 years. I'm going to be perfectly honest with you out there. I did not know that there was an international lightning strike support group. <laughs> I just didn't know that that existed. I figured if there was one, it was probably a bunch of people who just text each other, wow, what happened when you got struck by lightning? This happened to me. Well, this happened to me. If you survived the thing, you know, and I'm sure it's not a fun thing to live with after it happened. But I did not know that it was like not cool to make fun of somebody, you know, like you can't even, you can't. What about that movie Powder? Remember Powder? That was a great flick. Loved Powder. Deep pull. He gets struck by lightning, all of a sudden he can do all this magic stuff. Or did he get struck by lightning? I yeah, forget. I think Is that so. what happened? Yeah, yeah. And it turned his skin white, and he had, like, telekinesis, and he could do all this crazy stuff. And, like, chicks kind of liked him, too, because he was, like, brooding and pale and, I don't know, bald. <laughs> I remember he's walking down the high school the hallway, and he's making all the lockers, you know, go open and close. It's like, wow, powder's cool. <laughs> Did the lightning strike Electric Shock Survivors International have a problem with that movie? I wonder. I feel like that movie portrayed lightning strike survivors in a very positive light. Um... Every other time I've ever seen someone get struck by lightning on TV uh, or in a movie, it's usually something comical. It's usually like someone saying, and if I'm lying, may God strike me down. And then they, they get struck by lightning and everyone laughs. That's usually what it is. Or, you know, it's in like a Looney Tunes cartoon and uh, they get reduced to like a pile of ash with a skeleton and then the bones all slowly fall down. You know, like that's usually what happens when someone gets struck by lightning. I, I did not know that this was a thing. I didn't know that this was a group that didn't like to be insulted or didn't like to be, um, I don't know, is this cultural appropriation when you do this? 
<laughs> you're appropriating my lightning by me getting struck by light. I don't know. I don't know what you call this. I don't know exactly what this, uh, what they're, I understand what they're upset about, but I'm not exactly sure what, uh, what, what violation you call this. You know, it's something. Sure, it's something, but I don't know what. Anyways, <laughs> um, yeah. Drew Brees, you know what? If Pat Maroon's taught us anything, Drew Brees just write a nice check for however much money to the Lightning Strike Survivors Association of America, whatever it is. And uh, all will be well. Okay? That's all you got to do. You and Jack Edwards just cutting checks. Um, let's go to the phones. What do you say? 617-779-7937. Jane is up in Maine. Jane in Maine has been waiting patiently, wants to talk about Mac Jones. Hi, Jane in Maine. Oh, my gosh. It's about time. Well, thanks. I think. I, I think. About I'm time for what? Back. About time that I got to you or about time that I'm back on the air? Back time that you got to me. Okay, well, all right, Jane. I'm sorry. Go ahead. So listen. So listen. I think Belichick needs to be struck by lightning. Oh, well. I Maybe tell you what, the uh, lightning strike international is not going to like that comment, Jane. I'll just tell you. Oh, you, might get, you might get a strongly worded letter from them. All right. I'll, I'll write a check. Okay. <laughs> all right. I'll, I'll hook up with Breeze and we'll write, we'll write checks. There you go. Um, I, I think, I really believe that Belichick has too much power. And that I think that Mac got put in too soon, back put, got back, put back in too soon. Mm-hmm. I think, and I think that, um, Zappy um, is is faster. He's quicker getting that ball off, and I think that they need to have somebody working with both of them. That's what I think. Yeah, you know what, Jane, I'm I'm with you there, and thanks for the call. I appreciate you calling. I appreciate you waiting. I'm sorry I made you wait there, but uh, you're right. Whoever the quarterback, whatever the offensive situation is next year, whether it's Mac, whether it's Zappy, whether it's somebody else, whether it's option C or D or E or whoever. They've got to figure out what they're doing with the play calling. They have got to figure out what the coach-player relationship's going to be like and how that's going to work because this, I mean, this whole thing, this whole thing, you got two coaches who in their last uh, stops as head coaches really rubbed a lot of their players the wrong way. Um, and you found that out after they left. They, a lot of the ex-players came out and stated these things about both Patricia and Judge. It, Patricia got it a little worse, I'd say, but the Judge got it too. I th- And you know what? Players aren't always right, okay? But let me ask you this. Do these Patriots right now on this offense, do they seem like, uh, like they think maybe all that stuff about jo- Judge and Patricia was wrong and that people really got the wrong idea about them? And that they're actually good coaches. This thing's really functioning well. And, I mean, come on. How could you possibly think that? Maybe it's not as bad as we're saying. I mean, we do a radio show, right, obviously. So maybe we're exaggerating in some cases. But for the most part, I mean, you, you watch the games. You're watching this. We're all seeing the same thing. No one – you can't you can't spin it. I mean, it's just – it's it's to a point now where I think, you know, even the – even Mike DeBate, who God loves him. I mean, he, even he's like, what do you, what do you want me to say? <laughs> you know, what do you want from me? How am I supposed to spin this? This is terrible. This is trash. Uh, Phil is in Danville before the top of the hour. Hi, Phil. Phil. Yeah. Hey. How are you? Hey, how you doing? Thanks for taking my call. You got it, Phil. What's up? I I think that uh, it's time that we underscore that everything that was thrown at Belichick and his new 
coaching scheme has come to a screeching halt. Mm. We miss Garnecki. We can't replace him, obviously. The offensive line is they don't even know where they're going to line up and when and how. And when you are back there, how do you put in time management and do a good job at quarterbacking when you've got a line that looks different almost on a daily basis? It's just not happening. I think that Belichick, even as much of a guru and as much as I admire his expertise, I think this time he's got to recognize the fact that the coaching scheme is not working. You've got a quarterback that can't time management, can't do it, isn't doing it, lapse of of thought, even as intense as he is, Mm -hmm. you've got a line in front of him that doesn't want to play where they're at, is disgruntled, and it shows, and they're sick, and they're out, and they change. And I think that discreetly, the Kraft's got to go to Belichick and say, you know what? We're going to give you two years to sort this out. But somehow... We've got to have a quarterback that is very, very secure and very good at time management. Yeah, Phil, we're up against the uh, we're up against the break here, so I got to let you go. But uh, thanks for the call. Let me just say this: we're in year three post Brady. Okay, uh, year four of not having won a play. Assuming they don't make the playoffs or they do make the playoffs and don't win a game, this will be the fourth year of that, including one year with Brady here. But we're we're already a couple years into this rebuild. We're already a couple years into what should be turning the corner right now, especially after a playoff berth last year and a Pro Bowl Pro Bowl appearance from your rookie quarterback. Those are the type of things that most teams would kill for. My rookie quarterbacks in the Pro Bowl and we made the playoffs? Yeah, we got smoked in the playoffs, but we made it. We're a playoff team with a Pro Bowl rookie quarterback, and they took all that momentum and all that goodwill – and they flushed it down the crapper, and that's where it is, and that's where they are, and that's too bad. Uh, 617-779-7937, that's the phone number. When we come back, we'll take a quick, uh, so we'll get to all of that uh, right after these words. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours 
and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 